0: do you love batman do you love frazier do you love seinfeld do you love dr seuss do you love james bond do you love captain america oh hell do you just love
1: everything that's nerd related i know i do well you should come on over to a nerds world podcast and listen to us justin and andrew talk everything that's nerd
0: yeah every two weeks We delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down, our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to A Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brand. Take it away, boys.
1: Alright, hello everybody and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for Christmas horror this episode. Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts, I am Brandon.
0: I am your other host, I am Justin. Merry Christmas to all
1: and... Uh, well, you're in this house. Definitely not to all good night, but no. by the time you hear this, it's a uh, Christmas week. Um, hope everybody's holidays. We won't be back until um, the new year, so True. we'll get all the 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 well wishes out of the way now. But yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about 1974 classic uh, Black Christmas um i i've seen this movie before but it has been a god-awful amount of time <laughs> like i like i had started and i'm sitting there watching it and i'm like i don't remember any of this like i i knew the beats but like i sure. you know it's it came out nine years before i was even born and um uh, yeah i just it was like watching it all over again and I'm like all right
0: well that's <laughs> good. I had never seen it before and after kind of deep diving on Halloween over this past Halloween and hearing <laughs> all the you know this was kind of the Halloween precursor and all that, I've been excited to see it finally and it's it's interesting mm-hmm. to see just how much in theory could have been lifted from this movie for the first Halloween
1: yeah I mean you you start out the movie and you're like, okay. makes sense
0: yeah this Um, is very exactly the opening of halloween
1: right and i kind of actually kind of prefer this version of it because i like the fact that like it being the same thing i mean but you know you got the limbs like you can see him climbing up and opening Mm -hmm. the window and this and that and it's like okay that's kind of cool a little bit more
0: well it's a very much friday the 13th part one where the entire movie mm-hmm. until the end is Voorhees' uh, perse- perspective. Right. But we'll get more yeah. into that when we uh, actually uh, cover the movie. But.
1: Right. And so, all right, so Black Christmas, uh, originally titled Silent Night, Evil Night, they definitely chose the right name, Yeah, uh, in the United States, is a 1974 Canadian slasher film produced and directed by Blo- uh, by Blob, by. Bob Clark, and written by A. Roy Moore. It stars Olivia uh, Hussey, Kier sure. D'Elia, Margot Kidder, Which Andrea Which a surprise Martin, for
0: me. <laughs> Lois Lane herself. <laughs> um, uh,
1: Marion uh, Waldman, uh, Lynn Griffin, and John Saxon. That was the one that I forgot about was John Saxon. I was like, oh, shit, hey.
0: Yeah, that was a nice little um, tie-in, too. And he looks the exact same. <laughs>
1: He'd, yeah, he'd, he'd. I know it's only like uh,
0: ten year difference, but
1: oh yeah, yeah, he does look yeah ageless over that ten years. He looked like he had just you know left Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so inspired by the urban legend, the babysitter and the man upstairs, and a series of murders that took place in the Westmount neighborhood of Montreal, Quebec, Moore wrote the screenplay under the title "Stop Me." That's a sweet name. Yeah. Um, the filmmakers made numerous uh, alterations alterations to the script, primarily shi- uh, the shifting to a university setting with the young adult characters. It was shot in Toronto in 1974 on an estimated budget of uh, 620 million or twenty thousand. God damn it! <laughs> and was uh, distrib- uh, distributed by Warner Brothers in North uh, North America upon its release. Um, Black Christmas re- uh, received mixed reviews, but it has since been um, received it, but it has since received uh, critical reappraisal with film historians noting it for being one of the earliest slasher films. It is also praised for its influence on John Carpenter's Halloween. Aside from earning it aside from its earning a cult following uh, status, it's uh, since it's released a novelization written by Lee Hayes was published in 1976. Hmm. The film in the f- um, the film in the f- the film is the first film in the Black Christmas series followed by a 2006 remake and a 2019 remake. Um, the film I didn't know has there was since one in received-
0: 2006
1: Um, I'll have to I'll click on that one here and see which one that is the film has since received uh, retroactive recognition and has been regarded as one of the greatest greatest horror films ever made so the one oh that's because the one in 2006 was called Black X. like the cover was Black Xmas had Katie Cassidy Michelle Trachtenberg Mary Elizabeth Winstead Oliver Hudson Lacey Chabert Kristen Cloak and Andrea Martin um
0: Seems skippable. I, see I own out. the newest one, but I haven't watched it yet.
1: I think it's on HBO Max. I I, yeah, I it just is. haven't seen it. So it's funny because it says that um, this one, um, yeah. But the funny thing is, is they talk about each one, each of the remakes being like the the you know the second film in the series. Yeah, like. A, like, when you said like series,
0: calling... I went. Wait a second! I don't remember there being any sequels.
1: Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> uh, like it's labeled that here. Yeah. <laughs> it's labeled that here. If I click on 2006, it brings up that. Um. So. Um, as we said before, the cast uh, you have Olivia Hussey as Jess, Kier uh, D'Elia as Peter, Margot Kidder as the drunk barb. Mm-hmm. John Saxon is Lieutenant Fuller. Um uh, Marion Waldman is Miss Mac, who is hilarious. <laughs> um you had Andrea Martin is Phil. I think I said her name. I wonder if that means that she played a, another character in the um 2006. Mm-hmm. So, um Black Christmas was initially developed by Canadian screenwriter uh, Roy Moore. Who wrote the screenplay under the title "Stop Me"? Inspirations for the film um, came from the urban legend known as the babysitter and the man upstairs, which had become a, which had become widespread during the '70s. Moore also had claimed that the um, that had been inspired by a series of murders occurring during the holiday season in Montreal, as noted in an article for the Telegraph. Mur- um, the murders, which occurred in 1943 were perpetrated by a 14-year-old boy who bludgeoned several of his family members to death. Film uh, producers Harvey Sherman and Richard Shouten had uh, Timothy Bond rewrite the script to give it a university setting. Clark, who felt the original script was too much of a straightforward slasher film, made several alterations in dialogue, also incorporating humorous elements into the film, particularly the drunkenness of Barb and Miss Mack, who Clark based on his aunt. Clark felt that, that the college and high school students had not been depicted with any sense of re- uh, reality in an American film and that he intended to capture the astuteness of young adults. College students, even in 1974, are astute people. They're not fools. It's not, it's not all bikinis, beach blankets, and bingo. <laughs>
0: Well that's something I did notice and again something I guess Carpenter took a little bit you know for Halloween is that the characters are much more like real people than you would expect for that mm-hmm. early horror movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Like they act the um, way you would imagine people like that would act and don't aren't just you know slogan one liners.
1: Right and I I agree with that because it's like You're watching this movie, and even though, like, Margot Kidder does, like, I don't know how old she was during this movie, but she definitely seemed like she was older than high school. Yeah. I'm not high school, but college. Um, I don't know. She was almost like, you know, hi, high school students. I'm, I'm also in high school. (laughs) I'm just like, no.
0: I'm not an undercover cop. I'm a high school, or a college (laughs) student.
1: (laughs) All All right, Steve Buscemi. Um... So, with the casting, Olivia Hussey, who had previously garnered international fame for her role as Juliet in 1968, um, signed on to appear in the film after being told by a psychic that she would make a film in Canada that would earn her a great deal of money. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then Clark. Yeah, Clark sought out uh, Kier D'Elia to play the role of Peter based on his performance um, as David Bowman in 2001 A Space Odyssey in 1968. Hmm. The role of Miss Mac was offered to Betty Davis, who declined the part, and then Margot Kidder was cast in the role of Barb, and she said she had been attracted to the character because she was wild and out of control and not a controversial leading part. For the role of Claire Hudson, whose murder jump starts the film's plot, Toronto, um, Toronto native Lynn Griffin was cast after her mother, who was also her casting agent at the time, got sure. her an audition. Griffin would later go on to star in Curtains and in the acclaimed television series Wind at My Back. Um... So, Black uh, Black Christmas was shot on location in Toronto during the winter of uh, 73 and 74. The house featured in the film had been discovered by Clark Clark while scouting for locations, um, and its owners agreed to lease the uh, home for production. Additional photography was completed on the University of Toronto campus, And according to John Saxon, Clark had meticulously drawn out storyboards with key shots, which he brought to the film set each day. I could understand exactly what I thought he needed and the scene needed. Scenes in the film uh, involving um, the closet was accomplished in only a few takes. According to Griffin, her character's surprise as the killer lunges from the closet was genuine, as the actors later recalled... It was a total shock because I didn't uh, really know when to expect him to jump out. Um, Shots of Claire's corpse in the rocking chair required the actress to wear an actual plastic bag over her head for extended periods of time. Griffin would also state that these scenes came relatively easy for her. I was actually, and still am, a fairly good swimmer, so I could hold my breath for a long time, and I also could keep my eyes open for a long time without blinking. Margot Kidder also remembered shooting the film as being fun. I really bonded with Andrea Martin filming in Toronto and Ontario. Olivia was a bit of an odd one. She was obsessed with the idea of falling in love with pa- uh, Paul McCartney through her psychic. We were a little hard on her for things like that.
0: I would think so, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if you had something you wanted to add there or if I like nope. I just kept going. <laughs>
0: I'm just enjoying um, the tale.
1: Yeah. So, during post-production, the composer of the film score, Carl Zittrer, Zittrer uh, stated in in an in, in interview that he created the film's mysterious music by tie, uh, tying forks, combs, and knives onto the strings of the piano to warp the sound of the keys. He also uh, stated that he would distort the sound further by recording it, um, its sound onto an audio tape and make the sound slower. The audio for the disturbing phone calls was performed by multiple actors, including, including Mancuso and director Bob Clark. Mancuso stated in, uh, it, stated in an interview that he stood on his head during the recording sessions to compress his uh, thorax and make his voice sounded uh, sound more demented. Mancuso spent only three days recording dialogue for the character, later recalling the experiences as being very avant-garde, uh, with Clark encouraging him to improvise with the character's voice. Hmm. During during the preparation in 1975 for the film's American release, Warner Brothers Studios exec. Asked uh, Clark to change the concluding scene to show uh, Claire's boyfriend, Chris, appear in front of Jess and say, Agnes, don't tell them what they did before killing her. However, Clark insisted on keeping the uh, ending ambiguous. The uh, the original title of the film was uh, initially planned to be Stop Me. Clark has stated in an interview that he had uh, come up with the film's official title, saying that he enjoyed the irony of a dark event occurring on a festive holiday. According to Clark as well, Warner Brothers changed the title to Silent Night, Evil Night uh, for the United States theatrical release. Hmm. Um, So... Black Christmas Christmas was distributed in Canada by Ambassador Film Distributors and released in Toronto on October 11th, 1974. In the United States, Warner Brothers released the film in tandem with the Christmas season on December 20th, 1974, which is shit. Um, 20, 46 years ago? Jesus. Math is hard for me. Forty-six <laughs> ago, years ago today, as of recording, because we're recording December twentieth. Um,
0: that's crazy. That's the like third Reblock time Christmas. that's happened to us.
1: <laughs> uh, I wish I could say it was planned, but I'm not that. I'm not that clever.
0: No, neither am I.
1: Um, for the American release, um, Warner Brothers initially changed the title, worried that the original title would mislead audiences into believing the film was a uh film. Huh. They re- uh, retracted the title after the initial re- release, restoring it to Black Christmas for subsequent screenings. Um, the film later screamed uh, screened in October. Well, it's off topic. I actually said screamed. Uh, Scream came out 24 years ago today as well. Hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but I came across hmm. that online today. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah um so uh, so do i uh the the film uh the film screened in october of uh, 75 in new york and chicago as well as in 19 theaters in uh los angeles where it generated considerable considerable ticket sales this prompted warner brothers to expand the initial release to the total of 70 theaters nationwide in time for halloween but the film only generated a daily average of $700 per theater per day, after which Warner Brothers withdrew the film from circulation in December. The film had previously screened under the alternative title Silent Night, Evil Night in Virginia in uh, July of 75. Hmm. The f- The film was the third highest grossing Canadian film of all time in Canada with a gross of $2 million. <laughs> behind The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz in 1974 and the French uh, language Du Femme et Or*, directed by Claude Fournier. Overall, Black Christmas grossed over $4,053,000 internationally, managing to earn more than its budget of $620,000. When released in the UK, the BBFC had the word "cunt" removed, as mm-hmm. well as several other crude and sexual references during the first obscene phone call.
0: Yeah, that one did um, throw me off guard.
1: Yeah, I wasn't ready for that either. Um, and generally, I'm I'm not as offended by language like whatever, say whatever you want. It doesn't really bother yeah. me. But I know that not everybody is a. Uh, as loose with it. Sure. And so that's why I did that, but the yeah, there's no reason to say it cuz I'm sure someone's going to listen up be like, "Okay, that's enough of that." <laughs> and so I Well, I, it's, I mean, not. and they
0: say it so much too. It's like I just I wasn't expecting that for something made in the 70s to even mm-hmm. fly. I mean, and there, <laughs> those there's... those
1: phone those phone calls were graphic.
0: Yeah. Sometimes a bit much.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um so the film under the title Stranger in the House was set to make its network television premiere on Saturday night, January 28th, 1978, on NBC's weekly Saturday Night at the Movies. Two weeks prior to its premiere, the Chi Omega whatever, Sor- Chai? Sor- um, Sorority House on the campus of uh, Florida State University in Tallahassee, was the scene of a double murder in which two uh, Chi Omega sisters, asleep in their beds, were bludgeoned to death. Amazing. The killer then went to a nearby room in the sorority house and violently attacked two more sleeping coeds who survived. That killer was later identified as Ted Bundy, who was executed for this and other homicides in January. Oops, in January of 1989. A few days before the movie was set to premiere on Florida's television. Uh, Network then Governor Reuben Askew contacted NBC President Robert Mulholland to request that the movie not be shown to its all too similar theme as the murders of sorority sisters by an unknown madman at the Chi Omega sorority house.
0: Fair enough. Uh,
1: on tu- yeah, on Tuesday, January 24th, NBC um, get, uh, NBC TV gave several of its affiliates in Florida, Georgia. In Alabama, the option of showing an alternative movie, Doc Savage: The Man of Bronze, <laughs> in place of Stranger in the House, the network said in a statement issued yesterday in New York that it it was responding to concern voiced by the affiliates because of the other murder, because of the murders the two of the two coeds this month in a sorority house uh, at FSU in Tallahassee. Um, so during its initial release, the film had garnered mixed reviews. Um, a. H. Uh, uh, Wheeler of the New York, of the New York Times called it a whodunit that raises the question as to why it was made. <laughs> Variety call, called the film a bloody, senseless kill for kicks feature that exploits unnecessary unnecessary violence in a university sorority house operated by an implausibly alcoholic ex-hoofer. It's slow-paced. Murky Tale involves an obscene telephone caller who apparently delights in killing the girls off one by one. Even the hapless house house mother. Jean Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. Gave the film one gave the film one point five stars out of four and called it a routine shocker that is noticeable uh, is notably only for indicating the kind of junk roles that talented actresses are forced to play in movies. Kevin Thomas of the LA Times wrote, before it maddenly maddening maddeningly <laughs> overreaches its gratuitously evasive ending, Black Christmas, open today at uh, selected theaters, is a smart, stylish Canadian main Canadian made little horror picture that is completely diverting. It may well be that its makers simply couldn't figure out how to end it. Um hmm. So
0: I think the ending is the best contrib- part.
1: Yeah. The ending's great. And I, I liked, I like the fact that it's, it's kind of left open to interpretation because it's like not all horror movies are left, you know, where the killer dies at the end and yeah. it's all over. Like you're like, Nope, that's definitely not what happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Well, contemporary uh, contemporary reviews have been more positive, though, on Rotten Tomatoes. Black Christmas holds an approval rating of 71 percent based on 34 reviews with an average of six point two six out of ten. The website uh, critics consensus reads the the rare slasher with enough intelligence to wind up the tension between bloody outbursts. Black Christmas offers fiendishly enjoyable holiday viewing for genre fans. On Metacritic, the film has weighted an average score of 65 out of 100, based on 9 critics, indicating generally, general, generally favorable reviews. Black Christmas has been released on DVD several times in North America. A 25th anniversary edition was released in Canada on November 6, 2001 by Critical Mass. This edition only contains a theatrical trailer and a bonus feature. The uh, following year, on December 3rd of 2002, Critical Mass was, uh, released a collector's edition of the film on DVD, making uh, with making of documentaries, two audio commentary tracks, a reversible English English and French cover artwork. artwork.
0: Maybe you on should uh, do the English th- version. What's that? Said maybe you should work on the English version. Are you talking shit? Yep.
1: Oh, <laughs> surprise been fucking moody all day um yeah uh i have i have my issues you know why it's hard for me to read dickhead
0: i know but it's fun Um, to make fun of you and i need something to say
1: yeah no you wait your turn okay on december 5th 2006 critical mass released a third special edition dvd with a newly remastered transfer two original scenes with newly uncovered vocal tracks a new documentary on the making of the film and cast and crew interviews this edition was later released on blu-ray on november 11th of 2008 Um, anchor bay released a blu-ray and dvd in canada titled the season's grievings edition nice it contains the same transfer of the film as the special edition release and all previous bonus content, plus the addition of a new documentary, Black Christmas Legacy, a 40th anniversary panel from Fan Expo in 2014, a new commentary track featuring Nick Mancuso as the character of Billy, a new retrospective booklet written by Room Morgue magazine, and, new, uh, and a new packaging art by Gary Poland. Uh, art director of Rue Morgue magazine. This uh, this new edition was was released on Blu-ray and DVD in November of two
0: thousand fifteen. I bet is super the expensive. Uni-
1: Probably in the United States, uh, Scream Factory, which I believe was the ones that recently just put out the new um, Friday the Thirteenth box set. Yeah, I think so. Released released the film in a collector's edition Blu-ray on December thirteenth, uh, two thousand sixteen. With a new transfer, new extras, um, the film, or the Scream Factory released, uh, release collates all of the bonus materials from the previous released by Critical Mass and Anchor Bay, and also features the 2006 uh, Critical Mass restoration of the film in the bonus materials.
0: Oops. Yeah, I want to so, buy those. After watching yeah, it, I, finally, I kind of, it's like, okay, this is one that I need for my collection of horror movies.
1: Yeah, uh, thankfully it's on Shudder. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are trying to watch it, I do b- believe it's on a few different things, a few different platforms. So it says you can watch it for free on YouTube, it's on Tubi, it's on Peacock, it's on Voodoo, it's a part of the um Hulu premium subscription of What I Do Not Know. Um, mm. it is on Shudder. You can buy it on Google Play Movies and iTunes. And so, like, it's out there. there yeah. There's a lot of places where you can watch it. Um, and so, yeah, definitely give it a watch. It, it, like, right. So, um, it did. It was nominated in 1976 for the Saturn uh, Award Academies of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. It was nominated for Best Horror Film. Uh-huh. Um, in 1975, it won the Canadian Film Awards for Best Sound Editing and Feature, a Feature and Best Performance by Lead Actress Margot Kidder. Um, it was a nominee for Best Feature Film. It was nominated for the Best Motion Picture in the Edgar Allan Poe Awards. Huh. So Black Christmas eventually gained... Yeah, Maisie. Maisie, close the door, baby. Black Christmas eventually gained a cult following and is notable, notable for being one of the earliest slasher films. Um, it did go on to inspire Halloween, which is apparently inspired by Clark suggesting what... Cup. Maisie, back inside! It's my cup. Kids. Um, uh, with, which was apparently inspired by Clark suggesting what a Black, Cras- uh, Black Christmas sequel would be like um black christmas has been included in multiple lists and various media outlets as one of the greatest horror films ever made the film ranked number 87 on bravo's um the 100 scariest movie moments it was ranked in uh, at number 67 in indie wires 100 best horror movies of all time um so uh the plot sounds formulaic but um But Black Christmas remains timeless thanks to its terrifying and elusive killer, Billy, whose backstory is never revealed, and as well as a foreboding ending that doesn't offer much hope for the film's final girl. Uh, Which is true, because, I mean, like, one of the things that they talked about in this movie that I'd seen is that anytime somebody was about to die or died, there was a phone call. Mm -hmm. And so I don't remember if he, like, called and then killed somebody, or killed somebody and then called.
0: And I'm, some of I'm them, it sounded that... like he was killing them while making the call. But right, it, but I mean, say. like,
1: it, it, it's possible, but, like, I know that when he killed Barb, uh, like, you, you could see that he wasn't making a call during that time. Like, he mm-hmm. had a... It was the only time you actually see him, like, do the deed himself. Like, yeah. everybody else dies, but he... <laughs> Stab the shit out of her
0: yeah. um well i mean that was one of the things so- that kind of bumped me on this was like how do you not hear what's going on i know it's a big house and a lot of these take place in the attic and stuff but like i don't know it just it seems like if someone was screaming on the phone even if you're on that call you would hear them screaming from somewhere else in the house
1: Right, and that was the thing, too, is I was waiting for them to notice that when, um, or what was it, I think towards the end when Jess was downstairs on the phone and she kept like looking upstairs, I'm like, does she hear him up there? Yeah. Like, or how does she not hear him up there?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, Black Christmas has been remade on two separate occasions with the films differing significantly from the original. The film's first remake, directed by Glenn Morgan, was released on December 25th, 2006. It is loosely based on the film, containing more graphic content and a focus into the past of Billy. Mm. Um, yeah, so, okay, it was. Andrea Martin was the only original cast member to appear appear in the film, and blah, uh, blah, blah, Bob blah, 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 blah. Clark... Yeah, served as an executive producer, and that was the one thing I think I had read is that in that movie they did focus on Billy and somebody named Agnes, hmm. which was supposed to be Billy's sister. Um, on June thirteenth, two thousand nineteen, a new remake was announced by Blumhouse Productions. Director, uh, directed and written by Sophia Takai, or Takal, I can't tell if that's an I or no. Co-written by April Wolf and produced by Jason Blum. Uh, Principal photography began on June 24th and wrapped on July 31st, uh, 2019 in Dunedin, New Zealand. Starring uh, Imogen Potts uh, Poots, um, and Cary Elwes. Eels? Oh. I always forget how to pronounce his last name. I thought there was something. Um, <laughs> shut up. Uh, the film was released on December thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, my daughter was so kind as to open the door and let him in, and he watched okay. everything. So, forewarning. Um, so that's it for all the productions. Although I did see that the there was a budget of six hundred twenty. Yeah, I did cover that six hundred twenty thousand. Box office of four point one million. Couple. Um, times. So I'm going to look, I thought I had some fun facts here
2: hmm.
1: and then we'll dive into it because we're still pretty early in. Um, according to Bob Clark, <laughs> um, the original script for the film featured murder scenes that were uh, far more graphic. Clark, however, felt that it would be more effective if the murders were toned down and kept subtle on screen and then uh, writer Roy Moore liked the idea as well which I do too. I think yeah. that you know with a lo- with a lot of these movies less is definitely more and it does help keep that tension.
0: Yeah. It makes it creepier and more believable.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um so the, ori- the the original title of the film script was Stop Me which I'm like ever, like from hearing that like I'm like I love that title.
0: I do, it's too. A, I mean, really I like Zodiac. Black Christmas, but Stop Me seems like a good title for, maybe not this movie, but a different horror movie.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of Zodiac. Yeah. Um, it was it was uh, director Bob Clark who came up with the title Black Christmas, saying that he liked the irony of something dark, blah, blah, blah. The title is also a tongue-in-cheek reference to the Christmas song in 1954 film White Christmas. Fair enough. Um, so... In 1986, Olivia Hussey met producers for the film Roxanne in 1987. Since they were interested in casting her for the title role, Roxanne co-star Steve Steve Martin met her and said, Oh, my God, Olivia, you are in one of my favorite all-time films. Thinking it was Romeo and Juliet, Olivia was surprised to find out that it was actually Black Christmas. Martin claimed he has seen it around 27 times. Oh, jeez. Right? Um... Let's see here. So, um, the snow scene out the snow scene outside of the sorority house was actually fake, because there had been surprisingly little snowfall during the filming. A foam material that was provided by the local fi- the fire department was used for snow on the lawn, and according to the cinematographer Albert J. Dunk, the um, the substance was actually had actually caused the grass on the lawn to go greener than ever the following spring.
2: Huh.
1: Um, so, so despite its ominous themes and plot, Olivia Hussey, uh, reassured that she, that the set was very light and, and a happy place between takes stating everyone got along with each other. Very well. She did however, admit that Margot Kidder was rather distant from the cast and crew during filming. What was Sounds about yep. right. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, so, Keir D'Elia worked only uh, for a week on this film, never actually meeting Margot Kidder, Lynn Griffin, Ark Hindle, um, Marion Waldman, and barely uh, meeting John Saxon and Andrea Martin. Hmm. But the film is carefully edited in such a way that he appears to be present throughout. That's crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: I was just Um, reading something similar with, to go way off topic, Batman and Robin, that mm -hmm. Clooney and Schwarzenegger barely even saw each other, but it's edited so that they see each other, you know, they're in all those scenes together, but they're not actually there.
1: Right. That's crazy. Way to go, Batman and Robin, for pulling that off. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So legend has it that this was Elvis Presley's favorite horror movie, and his tradition was to watch it every Christmas. Mm. Further rumors say that his family kept their, uh, the tradition alive and watched it in his memory. If true, Elvis would have celebrated this tradition a maximum of only three times before his untimely death in August of 1977, less than three years after the film's initial release. Hmm. Um, do, 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 so star Margot Kidder admitted in, in an inter- interview that she had never thought that the film would become a hit and was surprised to learn that it had uh, gained such a large cult, cult following over the years. Um, this film was initially thought to be the first fil- uh, slasher film ever to put. Uh, the audience in the killer's POV, however, Peeping Tom in 1960 was the first. This convention was then popular popularized in um, 1978 by Halloween.
0: Yeah, peep- I just um, learned about Peeping Tom. That's one that I'd love to find, but it's British, hey. so it's hard to get here.
1: Really? Yeah. Um, let's see, Peeping Tom, 1960 film. See, it's on. It's on Amazon Prime.
0: Oh yeah, I might need to add. It it says it is
1: right now. Yeah, well, it says it's on. Yeah, uh, Prime Video. Watch now. I
0: knew I could count on (laughs)
1: minimal. I appreciate that. Uh, Minimal vulgarity from the phone calls uh, were initially scripted. Director Bob Clark read out rather tame dialogue for the actors to react to. However. Stronger course language was uh, later looped in post-production for stronger reaction. You don't say. The role of Peter was originally offered to Malcolm McDowell, but he turned it down, a decision McDowell regrets to this day when he saw the massive success of the film and its uh, classic horror film status um they're oh jesus christ due to the film's low budget some of the actors were encouraged to provide some of their own clothes for the production of the film i love those um i do too <laughs> <laughs> um so let me see margot kidder and andrea martin became close friends on the set uh, on the set of the film Barbara Cord was intended to be a bisexual woman, as she as seen when she is talking about her past uh, boyfriends while looking at a Playboy. Mm. Um, the film was shot in only forty days. Um, tch, man, we can let's see, we can go ahead and call it there, dude, because there's a. Uh, oh, I'm sure there's. I've a only ton scrolled of halfway through the trivia, and there's a lot. So the other thing about this, though, is that like. So, before we get into the movie itself, um, this is the thing that is, like, crazy to me, too. Because, like, watching this movie, it's... So, this takes place in the 70s. And it was rumored that Eugene, in the movie Leslie Vernon, was Mm -hmm. rumored to be the character Billy. That's right. Which makes it it even cooler. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, I mean, hell, in, in our minds, it, it 100% could be that because of the fact that, you know, nothing's ever really confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few things that people ask about this movie. So it's, um, during the, the ending of the film, Jess's fate is ultimately left open to the viewer's interpretation, with many fans believing she is murdered by Billy due to his habit of making a phone call after each of his murders. Um, let's see. And then it just talks about other things to where like surprising facts, like this movie is almost just as interesting outside of the film as it is watching the film. I. Um, well, I mean like with so much being left open to interpretation, like you don't know, you don't know who the killer is. Like it says the name Billy. Billy. Um, you don't ever see him, but you see his eyes for mm. a little bit. Um, you know, spoiler alert, they tried to make it seem like it was somebody else. Right. Um, but like, you never actually get the killer. The only time you, you like quite a few people die. Like the, the, uh, young girl that's dead in the park. Like it's never said that he killed her. Right. But it's very possible that he could have, you yeah, know, on um, his way to the house you, or whatever. You, Right, and you only like you see him uh, kill Miss Mac. You see you see him kill Barb, and then you know he strangles um, Claire. But like, they're like, I think that Barb's death is like the most graphic, obviously, definitely because it you know,
0: and the hook and to the face like, was pretty bad, but
1: <laughs> right, you don't see but, much like, of it. A, yeah, and so like, it definitely. Makes you use your imagination, which I think it it's just not done enough in a lot of these movies. Like,
0: no, it's much it's more subtle, it's, and it's much. I mean, it's it's Halloween, but at Christmas, really. I mean, you mm-hmm. see a lot more of what Michael does, but yeah, it's it's very reminiscent of Halloween, and even the first Friday the Thirteenth.
1: And the thing about this too is, it's like in the, like we always joke about Warner Brothers, but like. The less is more on this, like, they let you make the conclusions yourself. Like, they don't have to, like, force everything down and tell you, like, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. they trust that the viewers kind of smart enough to kind of draw their own conclusions. And that's definitely not something that happens a lot these days.
0: No, and it makes um, it better. I mean, we talked about it uh, when we did Texas Chainsaw, when he drags what's-his-face into the back room there and closes the door. All you hear is the screaming... In the remake, they show you what he did, but in the original, you just it's left to your imagination just how horrible whatever he was experiencing was.
1: Uh, what movie was that again, sorry?
0: Texas Chainsaw.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree completely. Sorry, my dog is uh, growling, and so distracting me for a second. Huh. Um. Yep, you're not going to sit on my lap, buddy. All right, so that's pretty much it for all the... The behind-the-scenes stuff. Did you have anything you wanted to cover or go over before we dive into the movie?
0: Let's rock-a-doodle.
1: Alrighty. So, um, like we already talked about, the movie starts out. That's one of my favorite things about this movie is just, like, the lurking is so good. And then climbing up into the house and, you know, climbing in through the window.
0: It's super creepy. I just
1: love that. It is creepy. I love their use of shadows. Like, mm-hmm. I think I wrote it down later on in some, excuse me, I got the hiccups here. So in some of my notes that like the use of shadows with him, like you can, it looks like that when they're all sitting downstairs, you can kind of see a shadow in the background and it's like, oh, is he down there? Yeah. What oh, the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, it's just,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, it's I just, so,
0: when they first showed the POV, I was like, oh, okay, Halloween. This is definitely where they got it, but I didn't think it would last the whole movie. And having never seen this before, I was expecting more of a massacre. So when he kills the Mm -hmm. one girl and then doesn't kill again, I was like, oh, well, this is very quickly not what I thought it was going to be. Right. It's much more about she's Uh, missing and, you know, where is she? But he's still in the house, but no one knows that.
1: Yeah. Um, so the thing that I it, it kind of, I kind of got a chuckle about because it's like, okay, so they, they keep getting the phone calls in the house. Like, I totally forgot that this movie was the, oh my God, get out of the house. It's yeah. The call's coming from inside the house. And I'm like, Yeah, when oh, I heard shit.
0: that one, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is where it started. <laughs> That's where
1: it's from. Yeah. Um, so like they... They, they get numerous phone calls throughout the movie, and every time Jess answers the phone, she's like, hello? Hello? <laughs> like, Mar- like Jess, have you never answered a phone before? It, yeah, but it's if you were
0: getting again, gross the, obscene phone calls, I think at a certain point, you would start to get a little uh, antsy yeah, about I, it.
1: I honest- well, that's true, but I, I feel like there's a progression with these calls, too. Like yeah, it definitely gets one? more
0: lascivious. I don't know. That first one, though, that definitely took me by surprise. Well, I'd the say the first, first one, one bad, and the last it, one were the worst ones.
1: Uh, well, Was the first one, when she answers the phone, is that when Margot takes it and she's calling yeah. a fervor? Or was that the second call? Okay, I'm so yeah, sure the first the call first. is by far the worst. If it's, if it's not the first, it's the second, but I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure you're right, it's the first. Yeah, because that's it, it when they all like, gather
0: around the phone.
1: Right. It just made me laugh because when she answers, she's like, it's him, it's the Mona.
0: <laughs> and
1: I was like, oh, God. The, the well, Mona. that makes it
0: interesting because it seems that makes it seem as though he's been doing it for a while.
1: Which also kind of goes against... Well, not necessarily, like... So...
0: To to have it be enough that he has a nickname of the Mona, like, what? It, that means that he. Oh. It's happened at least He's a couple of times.
1: Right. But then again, also, um, and it could just be Barb saying it, but she's like, Oh, you know, she's like, I get like 70s a day in the city. Sure. And so it's like, were they that like, I mean, obviously, you know, dudes suck and they don't, especially back in the seventies. Yeah. Um, not a douchebag frat
0: guys. I'm sure they got calls like that all the time, I suppose. But I took it to mean right. that he had been doing it for a while.
1: But see, and that's supposed like it goes with against the the theory that you know he makes a phone call after he kills somebody, unless he's killing other people and then calling after it happens. I mean, we don't could be he could have called twice. He could have called twice before. He could have called he could have called after he killed the girl in the park. Yeah, and then you know, like there could be other say, deaths like,
0: that we don't even know that weren't even mentioned in the movie that he could have been doing right. and just calling that that house every time for some reason
1: well that and like how did he choose this house like well yeah that's something else I mean
0: in Halloween you know he kind of eyeballs Laurie and company and you know speed kills Jerk and it's like okay I'm gonna kill you I guess but with this you
1: fucking irritated me
0: (laughs) yeah but there's a decent chance that you know he could have been scouting this place out for Weeks.
1: It's yeah, it's possible. Because I mean, he just um, but
0: he just walks right there and crawls right up to where he needs to go and goes right into the attic.
1: Right. And I was thinking about that too. It's like I mean, the climbing up the lattice thing has always been around. But then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, God, you better hope that shit doesn't snap or yeah. break. But not like they're they're not going to hear you anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't hear um, anything in this movie. You can be as loud you as know, you want. They, no they, one hears shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, so, honestly, like, vulgarity of that first phone call aside, I think that the thing that was scariest to me, because he's like, <laughs> yeah. like, just the way he's talking, it sounds all creepy, mm-hmm. but then he's like, I'm going, he's like, I'm going to kill you. And I'm yeah. like, oh,
0: he got Very real still real and calm, like, <laughs> he shifted gears yeah. real quick.
1: Yeah, it went from... <laughs> to going to kill you yeah uh that that just the way that that line was delivered i was just like fuck dude i i'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it (laughs) because it's like well it makes me you done fucked up
0: later on he's hooting and hollering in the attic when he's dressing up the women up there and it's like Mm -hmm. okay so is he just bananas crazy can he control it? it like, that was one of the, you know, the only thing I don't like about the movie is that it just makes him seem like a psycho whack job. And I don't think someone who's right. as out of control as they made him look would be as good at mm-hmm. what he did.
1: Yeah, because he's super calm. Like, he was, like, he lured Miss Mac upstairs and then waited for her, yeah. you know, with, with, uh, with the pulley and the hook, like... I feel like he would have been prepared to stay there as long as he needed to, needed to for well, her Yeah, I mean, to. he kills
0: the first girl, and then it's like a whole nother day until he kills Miss Mac.
1: Well, and the, the crazy thing about that, too, is that, um, is that Claire is just sitting in the window yeah. the entire time. She's yeah. in the window. Like, if somebody were to look up and see, it might have been like, oh, maybe? But, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, from far away, it could have just looked like something else, but it looked pretty clear in that final shot.
1: Yes, it definitely did. Um, So, and that just kind of leads into the next thing with, um, with the killing of Claire. Like, I didn't hear anything. Like, if he was meowing or making noises... Or making himself just seen enough to where it was like making her interested or curious to walk yeah, over to the remember. closet. Yeah, well not, yeah, I don't either. And that's like but she kinda was walking towards it like, you know, is there? Could there be something? Mm-hmm. Um and then though she, you know, she gets killed. But like, there's so much going on downstairs and I think that was when Miss Mac was down there just Hooting and hollering, and yeah, that's
0: when she showed up and was trying on her nightgown or whatever. And
1: (laughs) yeah, and of course they didn't hear anything, which at least that makes a little more sense. That covered up the screams from that one. Yeah, that one I I thought was
0: really clever because, like, okay, there's a party going on, there's people drinking, music, people doing Mm -hmm. shit. Like he's being very stealth, and it made me go, okay, this is going to be a really cool, interesting movie. And then it kind of changed.
1: Yeah, um, and so definitely not trying to go beat for beat on on this. I'm kind of picking and choosing what I wrote down. Sure. Um, so I do want to touch on the fact um, that I like not to do a uh, not to do a spoiler for my scorecard or anything, but I do think that Miss Miss Nash is one of my favorite characters or, or Miss Mac. Mac. Um, I don't know why I wrote down Nash. Yeah, Miss Mac was. Um, oh, Nash was the cop. Stupid. Mm. So yeah, Miss Mac is like she just she killed me this entire movie. Like you know she she's in her like in a study or something like that. She pulls a book out. And she's got a bottle of booze stash there. I'm like, all right, mm. I like your style here. I almost kind of expected like if it wouldn't have been 1974, I was half expecting like a secret cabinet to open up with a bunch of booze behind it.
0: Like a but bat the Batcave entrance, work. just click some things <laughs> on the piano,
1: and <laughs> well, no, I just means. maybe like uh, yeah, like if you would have pulled like a little lever, and like a door would open, like just a door, nothing like mm-hmm. crazy. But I mean, hell, even the bat cave slid open in 1966, so I mean, this was eight years later. They could have definitely done a little something like that. True. Um, but like she just had bottles stashed everywhere in the house, like. I think the one that cracked me up the most, though, was when she went when she's in the bathroom and she had a, a bottle stashed in the upper bowl of the toilet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's a and like, college girl's God.
0: house. Like, it's a dorm, you know, whatever, frat house, whatever. Like, why mm-hmm. is she needing to hide it in the first place?
1: I thought you were going to talk longer, so I was like, oh, i got time to run over to the beer fridge real quick. But uh, All this talk of stashing booze like,
0: made you think of going to your booze stash?
1: <laughs> well, no, my, my beer is empty. Hmm. Um, but I, I, I honestly thought you, you, like, the one time I'm like, sweet, Justin's got me for a solid, like, 30 seconds. Like, my beer fridge is 15 feet behind me, and I'm like, i got time to walk over there and back Silence. 10 seconds. So you think that she wouldn't have to hide it. Crickets. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, like, I don't know if it's like to like set an example being like, you know, we're not supposed to be drinking here, even though she knows very well that they all are. I don't know why she's trying to hide it.
0: It could be a comedic relief thing that they did just to add some levity to the story. I mean, it's pretty dark and when d- you think about it.
1: Right. That well, they also said that they did add comedic elements to lighten it up just a tad.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that's um, one of them. Because otherwise, it yeah, doesn't it had to be. It doesn't add anything to the story. It doesn't really make sense. It's just kind of there. She's well, never yeah, called out on this. it. It doesn't factor into her death at all.
1: Right. Yeah. There's nothing about her being drunk amounts to anything other than making me laugh
0: Yeah.
1: um other than barb i mean her reputation she like she gets she's known as the wild girl drinking you know showing up to the police station drunk having the flat or no it wasn't even a flask she opened a fucking can in the police station mm-hmm. um so my other thing about that too is it's like i don't know if you've ever had like if you drank orange juice after brushing your teeth in the morning, but like there's just yeah, some things like you eggs. don't want to do, <laughs> yeah, you you don't want to do after brushing your teeth, and I can't yeah. imagine drinking some that looks like it looked like a bottle of brandy. Yeah, kind of. Definitely not. some... <laughs> and I've only had brandy uh, a few times in my life, barely. It is not good. I like or at brandy. least the one that I had anyway. Maybe you need to well, have I, ones. I, I could always. What's that?
0: You need to have better ones. I don't really drink anymore, but when I did, that that was one of mine. I was a Scotch okay, guy.
1: Well, i will have to try it. To... Oh, oh, oh! You don't drink at all?
0: Not really. Oh. I have an I orange crush right here. Almost oh. empty.
2: There, there, I don't
0: he is. have a soda fridge <laughs> in my office, though.
1: Oh, you need one. I know. Um. So. Um, one of the things that I wrote down that was definitely kind of a sign, like an indicator of the times. So, oh, I jumped ahead here. So the thing that like, one of the things that's like really off putting about this movie, especially having a daughter is like, so part of the movie, like the majority of the movie is them trying to figure out where Claire's at. Mm-hmm. Um, they're focused on this one missing girl because she didn't. She never showed up to meet her dad. She was supposed to leave the next day. She never showed. Right. And so you know he became a part. He became a part of the hunt, trying to find her and all that kind of stuff. But like the thing that is just kind of disturbing to think about is the fact that he's searching for his daughter and everyone's searching for her, and she's sitting upstairs in the attic in a chair, just obviously dead. Yeah. And it's like. Like, obviously, you never want to think that that's the case, but, like... Fuck, that's disturbing. It's just it sad. It really is. Not like,
0: only is she dead at that point, and we all know it, but she's in the house. It could be one thing yeah. if he took her somewhere else, but, like, literally, she's upstairs.
1: Yeah, she's not far.
0: And that's... I, this movie was so different than I thought it was going to be. I really thought it was going to be Halloween, one night, there's a massacre... At this sorority mm-hmm. house, and a bunch of girls die, and some survive. And really, there's only what three deaths, four maybe, if you count the park girl. Um.
1: Yeah, so you got the park girl. Um, Claire dies. Barb dies. Phil dies. Um. And sorry, missles, let me look at the cast what's your her
0: face? So five.
1: Yeah. So, so Barb. Phil, Claire. Are we talking total or by um, the killer? Yeah, total. So okay, so yeah, Barb dies by Billy. Phil dies by Billy. Peter, spoiler alert, dies by uh, Jess. Mm
2: -hmm. Claire
1: dies. Uh, Miss Mac dies. Um. That there might have. Then one more, maybe the, the girl role. in the park dies. So yeah. there's a hand handful of girls that that are people that are killed.
0: Fair enough. Um, but I was but it, like, it as soon as they cut to the next day and showed the dad and stuff, I was like, wait, this is not what I was thinking this movie was going to be like at all. And when it turned into this missing persons, you know, search, and then people are still getting off later on in the house the next night, like it's a lot more interesting than i thought it'd be
1: right i know i i definitely like i thought it was going to be a lot more christmassy sure you know what i mean like aside from some decorations like this movie could have taken place at any time yeah and honestly like i do think that It could have gone either way. Like, it definitely didn't have to be Christmas, but, like, if this would have just been April 17th, just a random-ass day, November 6th, whatever, you're just like, I feel like that might have been even scarier if you think about it.
0: Yeah, but there's the wholesomeness of the holidays and the peace, love, and joy of it all. They definitely could have crammed the Christmas down a little bit more. But I mean, but even Halloween, there's really too. not a whole lot of aside from everyone's running around in costumes. They don't really shove Halloween down your throat.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, so the <laughs> the thing that like it happens again. So he gets another phone call, assumingly after um the next person dies. It's just it the way that Jess answers the phone. It's just like. <laughs> And it doesn't matter who it is. Hello, like,
0: <laughs> what do you want?
1: Like, hello, <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Ah, um,
0: <laughs> like if you don't want to talk to people so, that much, just don't answer the phone. That's what I do.
1: Right. <laughs> oh hey, it's Brandon. Bye. I'm not here. Um,
0: Decline. So
1: it, the thing, yeah, the thing about this movie too is you can definitely tell the time because like a lot of these older movies got away with putting so much stuff in there that would just is frowned upon today. There's no way that they would put it in there. Um, So when Barb's sitting on the couch and she's like having this little boy just keep drinking her champagne, and it's like, I mean, we've all done it. We've all, you know, my dad gave me a sip of his beer when I was little. He wasn't like here, you know, drink half the can,
2: sure, but
1: like, you know, that was a thing back in the day. Yeah. Uh, definitely not so much now. But like, it just I was like, holy shit, Barb. Relax.
2: <laughs> well,
0: and the guy that's Opie. dressed up as Santa was just calling people bitch and, you know, all this crazy stuff. <laughs> not the kind of language party. you'd have around kids nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm. And so a good chunk of this movie is them... Trying to figure out who's making the phone calls. Why are they not doing anything about the, the lewd phone calls they're getting? Mm-hmm. Figuring out there's a dead body, a, a missing kid and a dead body in the park. Um, back and forth to the police stations. Barb's always drunk. She's drinking at the fucking police station also. Like,
0: it was the 70s. Just, no one really cared, I guess.
1: Well, yeah. And then, you, you know, you had the the search party scene in the park, which I thought was really well done because it's like, that felt believable. Yeah. Like Saxon was just up there taking charge. I'm like, good fucking job, man. I mean, it <laughs> felt like a, like a, like a real search party, not just, yeah. all right, we're going to walk through the woods in a straight line and, you know, see if we can catch anything, you know, like mm-hmm. it was, it was awesome. Um. And so, yeah, like a lot of the time is them doing that. Claire's dad trying <laughs> to find her. Shut up. <laughs> I'm so mad that they let thy dog in here. Um so the other thing, and this is leading up into the um the dispatchal <laughs> dispatchness of Ms. Mac here. Um so Oh my god, my dog's pissed me off. I'm so sorry. I keep losing my train of thought here. Um I'm about to put him back in the house. Um, nice. so if you want to, so the next thing I have on here is if you want, because like, I have my phone with me, if you want to talk about, um, Miss Mac packing her shit up and getting lured up into the attic for like the first visual kill, I'll be back in like 20 seconds.
0: Good. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how she gets lured up into the attic. I think it was some sort of noise, but she's getting all of her stuff together at uh, the sorority house and... She makes her way up there and the the killer is just sort of sitting back. He's, you know, in the background. You don't really, you know, obviously you never see him in any of this, but, you know, you just see his POV and she's searching the attic and finally she kind of puts eyes on him and that's when he takes this hook that he has on this, chain or pulley i'm not really sure how he jimmy rigged it up and just smacks her right in the face and kills her with it
1: yeah he and like he hooks her in the neck yeah and then as soon as she gets hooked just straight pulled up right out like right out there so to kind of touch on what jess was talking about with that a little bit like i she kept looking for claude
0: oh that's uh, right it was the cat
1: yeah, so she kept hearing like the cat meow and she's like, Claude? How'd you get up there? <laughs> <I'm like>, Claude! <laughs> like, if if this movie isn't as much them trying to find you know, Claire, it's Mrs. Mac wondering <laughs> where the fuck is Claude. This, this damn cat. <laughs> and it's like this cat and that cat got you killed. Yeah. You could have just I mean, it's obviously, this was before all the stereotypes and all that kind of stuff, so it's like even when Claire gets killed in the closet, you're like, don't go in the closet. Don't go in the closet. But we, we hadn't seen that before.
0: Well, no, and that's something you know I put I mean? in that's my like, notes, as few and far between as they were, is this doesn't adhere to the traditional scream horror movie laws of the good girl is, you know, the one that's Safe and makes it through to the end because the good girl is the first one to die. Really,
1: yeah, yeah. She was the sweet girl who, even the dad was <laughs> until Miss Mac is upstairs in her room and trying to cover up the the peace sign, <laughs> naked people, you know, poster. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, you know, she's definitely the quiet, um, quiet one. Yeah, she, you know, Barb kind of runs her off, and she's like. <laughs> you know, I'm real offended by your shit, Barb. You know, she just goes <laughs> upstairs, no and gets packing and all that. Cause, yeah, and it's like,
0: okay. Yeah, I mean, she's just no more or less innocent than Laurie Strode. Yeah. And yeah, if anything, true. she's a little bit less, and yet she's the first to get axed by this guy.
1: That's true. So, they, um... One of the things that I had written down, it was kind of... So like it's hard to kind of get a, a a read on what this killer like what they're actually like or what they're actually doing because it's like you know, he's doing the lube phone calls and talking all crazy, but then mm-hmm. when he he can snap like back to normal in an instant. Yeah. But like he has that freak out moment in the attic where he just starts destroying and throwing and kicking. And it's like, I don't know, unless I miss something, I'm like, why is he doing that?
0: Yeah. I didn't get that either. Like,
1: like, it's just like, okay, so we have rage issues obviously, but like what happened? It's not like somebody escaped or got away and he's like, what am I, you know, I'm going to take my frustrations out on anything. Like
0: it's, it's just, that's what threw me is like, they're, there's a way of doing this movie and it makes me want to see how they did it in the newest one, where he is just this silent creepy stalker who makes his way into this house and systematically takes these people out one by one and no one knows it. And that is really cool. But they mix that with this Texas chainsaw leatherface hooting and hollering for nothing.
1: Uh, uh, oh. Yeah. I and so and that kind of like if I would have remembered this movie better, I almost would have been like, all right, Justin, we got two weeks. Let's watch all three of these. And then we'll like, we'll talk about the first one, but then we can, because I mean, this is a perfect original versus remake versus remake.
0: Yeah. But, maybe maybe but we can like, do that next year when we watch the newest one.
1: Right. but that's the thing though, dude, it's like, like, God, there's so many Christmas movies that we can do. Like I'm not, I don't want to do black Christmas two years in a row. Unless it's a bonus episode. Hey, if you want us to do this, we'll do it. You just let us know. By the way, I did see uh,
0: someone say that they wanted us to do toys. What? It was a random comment to a photo for some reason, but they just said toys.
1: Like, are we talking Robin Williams toys?
0: No, like horror toys, like we talked about.
1: Oh, horror toys. Okay. I was just making sure because I was like, wait, what?
0: No. No. Not the movie oh, toys, the toy's <laughs> toys.
1: <laughs> All right. So yeah, Um. not that I like to do this because I don't like to boost your ego. Uh-huh. But with as busy and stressed out as I've been at work, uh, Justin's been doing a bang up job keeping up on the memes and content right. flowing through the Facebook channel. So I, I do truly appreciate that.
0: Um, I'm here for you, buddy.
1: It's nice. Well, it's nice because it's like in the beginning, it was the other way around. And now mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we got to make sure to get content pumped out there. And I just, I'm I'm, I'm, I, I'm, a roller coaster when it comes to social media. Some days I'm on it and then I haven't posted on Shutter in like three weeks kind of thing. Not Shutter, sl- uh, Slasher, you know, it's like.
0: Hmm. Well, it's just something um, I tend not to do it on the weekends, but I, I try and pump out at least something every day to make you laugh.
1: No. I no I appreciate it man and because generally what I'll try to do is I if I see something I'm like oh that's awesome I'll save the picture and then I'll put it on Instagram or I'll put it on slasher or mm-hmm. Twitter's a dead zone I've, I've tried that just All doesn't right. work for me um, so they where were we at so we get the unique proposal. You know, so they start, they introduce a little bit more of the, uh, Jess and, um, Peter dynamic. Uh, so, um, Peter is Jess's boyfriend. He, he's in and out of the movie. He, um, he, li- he, he goes to a musical conservatory. I guess he's lived and gone to school there for like eight years and he's a pianist and all that kind of stuff. Finds out that Jess is like, Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, but I'm gonna abort the baby, and he's like, "The fuck you are." He's like, "I I get a say in this too," and it's like, "Well, if she wants to do that, you don't really have a say." <laughs> like no. as much as I, if like like as much as like if I would have been in that position, I'd be like, you know, let's talk about this. I mean, ultimately, I I get it. It's your body. You do. It's your choice. But like, right. you know.
0: Well, and let, what surprised me is, it. I mean, this is the '70s. This isn't. You know, if that happened in a movie now, I'd be like, okay, well, it's just, you know, an extra thing. And they actually added it into the plot and had it, you know, make sense for it to be a thing, which I also appreciate. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that it was in this movie was really surprising, given that it was made in 70.4. Yeah. Yeah. But- yeah,
1: I agree with you completely, because... um, um God damn it. Uh, so, yeah, he wants to quit the school and he's like he's like let's get married and she's like no no yeah. I don't, no she's like i'm not even i want to live my life a little bit man she's like i want to get out there and experience some stuff and he's like yeah but do it married to me <laughs> you know and so like i do appreciate how they worked that into being a major plot point especially involving peter mm-hmm. like not to jump around a, a whole lot, but, like, I thought that that was probably one of the more clever aspects that they put in the movie.
0: Was yeah, like it kind of adds twisted. a red herring. It doesn't, if you actually stop and think about it, it doesn't make sense that it would be him. Mm-hmm. But they do enough yeah. that you think that maybe it could be.
2: Yeah. Because,
0: I mean, he's definitely a little unhinged, more so after the news, so... In theory, right. there could be this side to him that we just don't know about.
1: Right. So, this is a quick side note. I felt really bad for uh, Sergeant Nash at the police <laughs> station. Um, I thought he knew what he she did, was
0: doing, and then it, they I, it, they turned on him, and I went, "Oh."
1: <laughs> yeah, because she's like, he, like he, she, you know, she's like, "What's the number?" He's asked her what the number is, and she's like, fellatio. And I'm 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 laughing to myself, and I'm like, how does he not know? He's a police officer. Yeah. He should know that that's not a telephone number. That's a that's a verb. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like how do? When you... he
0: acts like he's knows what she's doing at first.
1: Kind of like, oh hey, yeah. Yeah, I and
0: mean, um, like seriously, I know that's not it. Just tell me what it actually is, and then he buys into it right. for some reason.
1: Yeah, and then gets made fun of by Saxon and the other guy, and
0: And rightfully so. Yeah,
1: they, yeah, they give him a pretty hard time because it's like, come on, man. Um, So they they get to the point to where they actually kind of do something. They you know they go and they're tapping phones. Um, even though Peter's lurking outside, which is really where they're starting to plant that seed of like, oh shit, maybe it could be Peter. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of off his rocker now. You watch him; he destroyed the conservat, like he, the piano. Yeah. Like, um, you know, uh, Saxon's character hadn't seen that yet, but like, they're kind of leading up to it. Um, so they do uh, like just all these scenes in in the attic where. Um, they got Billy mumbling, and he's like rocking Claire back and forth. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to get subtitles to work on my Shutter. Mm. So, like, I wanted to know what he was mumbling for the most part. Like,
2: not yeah, so I much on the phone it.
1: calls because you can hear that. But it's like a lot of these things that would be, you know, nice to hear what he's mumbling or how deranged he really is. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Barb ends up getting killed because she's upstairs. She's drunk. They finally get her to go to bed, um, and then she gets killed with because she's got all these like glass figures, little statuettes or whatever. Yeah, she gets unicorned right <laughs> through the. She just gets she just gets killed, which is kind of crazy because it's like everybody's death. Not everybody's like he chokes out Claire, but like this is the one where like it. Like, it's a full solid minute, I sw- like, 30 seconds at least of him stabbing her with the unicorn, com- the the horn coming up and down and seeing the blood mm. on it. And like, all right, it's ob- like we get it. She's dead. But
0: Well, it's much like, more real. I, don't- I mean, it's, it's some of these horror movies anymore. It's so quick and like, OK, it's on to the next thing. But if someone were to actually do what he was doing, like even the suffocating in the closet, like it. Lasts a while.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, yeah. As, I don't as it would I, in real life, right? And from what I've I've heard from um, either documentaries, TV shows, or whatever, like the strangulation acts aspect is never as fast as they show on TV. Obviously, because it. I mean, it takes a little bit, but like
2: mm-hmm.
1: choking somebody out. From what I've from what I understand takes a little bit more than just the 20 seconds. It obviously shows on TV. Yeah. Um, so everything starts to go downhill from here. Um, they finally get a tracking on the, on the, on the wiretap. You find out that the calls are coming from inside the house, which was a nice twist. I would have loved that 1974, um, before actually hearing it. You've, um, it's such a classic like,
0: movie right, line I don't know if we said this on the show or before but I mean that's I remember I'm quoting that on The Simpsons in one of the early Triassic Horrors like it's one of those almost mocked yeah. now it's such a well known phrase
1: mhm um and this is the thing that i like I guess it's my issue Mike Wright but it's not really that um so yeah, you find out the calls are coming from inside the house.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She's
1: on the phone. He's like, the calls are coming from the house. Don't go upstairs. What does she do? Goes up. She grabs the poker and goes upstairs.
0: Well, again, like, I mean, this is uh, before I, Scream. I, These are the movies that set up the rules of Randy. You know.
1: I know. I know. Like <laughs> she doesn't know that there's somebody up there, and yes, yeah, she she's does. The good.
0: <laughs> that's well, what. That's what's stupid it's like she knows there's someone in the house and yeah I get that you would want to help and save your friends
1: that's where I was going with that like she doesn't know if they're alive or not but she, more than likely not yeah. but like just get out of the house
0: yeah scream at them like, and say get out of the house get out of the house and then you sit outside well, and you, you wait
1: well yes, yeah she stands there at the staircase and yells upstairs for like 20 seconds it's like okay nobody's gonna answer you yeah, you know, it'd been um, even creepier if he if you would have heard him like cackling back. Yeah, like that would have been like, oh, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of suspense would have been taken out, but good God, that would have been fucking creepy. Um, yeah. So yeah, like she goes upstairs and she opens Barb's room and like sees her dead, sees the dead bodies of her of um, Barb and Phil. And then looks through the door crack there and sees his eye. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: it's all wide-eyed and creepy staring and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, like, I mean, she, in that moment, did the right thing by kicking the door in. Like, trying to at least just stun him before she runs. Yeah. But, like, so she gets out and then she ends up going down in the basement. But this is where the whole Peter thing comes in. And it's like, okay, he doesn't. Like, she locks the door, he can't get in, but then you see somebody creeping around outside the windows, and, you know, you find out that it's Peter, but they're really planning that Peter's the killer, Mm -hmm. you know, in your mind, and he's wiping the window, and then he kicks it in, and it's like, well, one, how does he know she's even down there? True. You know what I mean? Like, she's creeping. Like, how does she... And know, if like, so, no...
0: why would he then kick open the window and climb in after her?
1: Yeah. Like, like I don't get it. Like, is this
0: yeah, a Stu and Billy situation about that, but here? But yeah, that's a bit of a jump.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's no way that he could have known that she was down there because... She had only been down there for a couple minutes. Like, even if he mm-hmm. would have went upstairs, like inside the house, like there's not enough time for him to walk through the whole that giant house, go upstairs, look in the room, see dead bodies, and then go back outside and then walk around and look in the windows. Like, it's I just, it, I it was a little bit of a jump. Yeah.
0: So I would imagine he saw her, and I don't know. I mean, obviously he was a bit unhinged to begin with, but yeah, it is. Laying it on a little thick that it's him. Yeah. When it's not actually him.
1: Um, Right. Because, yeah, like, you you know, you find out everything that we talked about earlier with just him kind of losing it because he, he doesn't have a say, mm-hmm. and he, you know. So you find out that um, Peter wasn't the killer. They get her out of the house. Well, not even out of the house. They just take her upstairs, right? So she's in, yeah. still in the house, and she's in a bed like she they didn't even take her like she's still there
0: um yeah. like there were dead bodies the, uh, in the other room maybe take her to mm-hmm. a hospital or have someone yeah. you know someone else's house
1: yeah get her out of there but you you find out that you know she's not uh, like it wasn't peter billy's still alive he's still in the attic he's singing like humming creepily uh so like you would have thought though that if the, there was murders in this house that the police would have checked. Everywhere. Downstairs, upstairs, attic, all this kind of stuff, which you, you they, they never checked. And so they do the really awesome, like you see Claire sitting in the chair still and they, they zoom out and they do the wide shot of the house where you can still see her head in the window and the policeman mm-hmm. standing up front on the porch and like all of a sudden... You know the phone starts ringing again, and then it rolls credits, and it's like, oh fuck yeah! Dude.
0: And the phone keeps ringing, like, keeps ringing, keeps yep. ringing. That's yep. my favorite part of the whole movie.
1: Yep, it, it's mine too. Like that, and I, I think when Billy switches over and says, "I'm going to kill you," mm-hmm. I like, yeah, dude. The yeah. because it's like, oh shit, he's not dead. Somebody else died. Did he kill? Jess, while she was in her bed, and then made a phone call, thinking someone like you know what I mean. Like it, there's so many things that we can, you yeah. know,
0: talk. about Is he about trying to that. lure her out again? Is she, like, to me, it's just he's messing with them the entire movie, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily yeah. like a ritual or he's, you know, trying to do anything. He's just toying with them the entire time. Right. Yeah. There, there's a version I, of this I, movie I, that could be just spectacular. I think. More so than it is.
1: Right. You know, and I'm definitely curious to watch the other movies as well to see how they are. Um, so that's it. That's Black that Christmas in a nutshell. We, I took my notes in not so much a beat-for-beat beat fashion. I was trying to not do that as much but more talk about overarching things or Mm -hmm. there were a few things that happened in sequence that i i that i felt that i wanted to talk about with the movie but trying to veer towards our 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 new format that we're going to try starting uh next year and with justin's first episode Mm -hmm. um so for we're going to dive into our scorecard real quick i didn't have a special category for it because there just there really isn't um, like what is it? Like which is your favorite obscene phone call? Like
0: right? Like, I, don't know if I, I just all I couldn't terrible.
1: think. Of, yeah. Um, so in good ways and my
2: bad.
1: <laughs> my best killer scare. Um, I'm gonna have to go Miss Mac. Um, I like the buildup. I like how she's going up there. She sees Claire, and then all of a sudden she does the slow look back. She gets hooked in the in the side of the neck. And then gets just yanked out of the fucking, out of the little hole yeah, in, the, in the ceiling. There, I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, I kind of wanted to go with Barb too because it was the more visually brutal mm-hmm. of them, but can't everything can't be Barb? You know what I mean? Or so, can it? Uh, um, we'll mine
0: is you. the plastic bag over the face because it's so disturbing i guess it's the one out of all of them that makes the most sense and like i say in a different movie sets up exactly how the rest of the deaths should have gone
2: Mhm.
1: i agree i yeah i agree with you dude And that's the thing though strangulation is such a not to use the pun hands-on but it's so intimate mm-hmm in the sense of murdering somebody, like, I mean, you could stab somebody, shoot them, whatever. But I mean, like choking the life out of somebody, there's just something brutally, I don't even know how to put it. Uh-huh. Just using your own, using your hands to take the, you know, somebody's light, just whoo. It's That's a fun. way to go. Um, so my most wanted to die, it, it, it's always hard because I don't, I always say this, I don't wish death on people, but I'm going to sure. have to go Barb. She was, I wouldn't necessarily say the most obnoxious, but she was definitely the most, Um. I don't even know how to put it. She was the wild one. Like she was yeah. the one that was, but she Before was Before the tropes though, of, you know of that mean?
0: obnoxious person that you root for to die. She was as close to that.
1: Right. But I mean, she's also that strong woman that, you know, stands up. She's like, you know, you're a fucking pervert, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what but, like, there's, yeah, what are you, what you doing? Um, but there's nobody <laughs> really else. I mean, I could, I could say. I went with Peter Mrs. Max because...
0: because I found her to be kind of irritating. And she was a <laughs> biatch to the cat, and that's never good.
1: She's a biatch to the cat. I didn't even notice, but uh, like, she, she was definitely neglectful because she never knew where it was at
0: mm-hmm well and she was trying to find it like we never i don't know if we even ever see the cat but we do okay i just it was like it. a
1: white it was like a white a white and gray cat it was a mm. big fat cat
0: but the way she was yelling yeah. at it, it's just not cool Be so nice to your cats
1: yeah my most wanted to live was mrs mac oh. <laughs> well I mean, out of the people that died, like, I can't want Barb to die. I mean, I guess I could have said Claire because she was the most innocent, but, like, just Miss Mac made me, like, she cracked me up because she was that over-the-top comedic relief in what could have been a very dark, very dark Christmas movie. Um, And the the stashing of the booze and the books and the toilets and drawers and all that kind of shit, it just made me laugh.
0: I do I went with you know, Jess because, I don't know, I mean, she was one of the few, I didn't really even think about uh, Claire, considering she was the first to go. Same here. But she was the one that we got the most time with, and out of the ones that did end up dying, Jess, who obviously didn't, or did she, you know, it... Mm-hmm. She was the most relatable, I guess. She was the one who went through yeah. the most.
1: Right. So my grossest moment there isn't really a gross moment in this movie because it's all so subtle. But I did yeah. go with the color dialogue. Hmm. Just because like that I much? said, I'm not I'm not necessarily like I said, I'm not I'm not overly offended by um vulgar or, or grotesque language i mean i don't prefer it but like who am yeah. i to tell you what to say as long as you don't say it in front of my kid sure. like you do you but like mm. it in a movie where there's not a whole lot going on the grossest moment would definitely have to be billy's mouth <laughs> yeah.
0: that's fair i went with the bed full of dead bodies
2: uh, that, yeah, it, that's a fair <SSSSSSSSSSSSSZ> It, it <moment>. really
0: kind of came out of nowhere, and I love it. It's not like, oh, gross, I'm not going to watch that scene. We've certainly watched much more disturbing things even on this show, but it was unexpected. It was very mm. Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, like, displaying of the bodies that I wasn't prepared for.
1: Yeah, good old, good old putting them up uh, for a show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So my dumbest moment... Was every time Jess answered the phone. I know I alluded to it every time, and you know, it came up uh, during the talking, but just the hello, hello, (laughs) hello,
0: Uncle Leo.
1: (laughs) It's Simona. Like, (laughs) it's like for as subtle and like kind of calm as she is throughout the entire movie, soft spoken, Mm -hmm. you would never know that by the way that she answers answers the telephone. (laughs) That's fair. <laughs> what about I, you?
0: I went with just searching the house again. It's before horror movie rules, but <laughs> she literally was told, "Don't do this. There's a killer in the house. Get out of the house." So she searches the yeah. house.
1: Yeah, like, I get do it, man. You, to you, bu- exactly. You busted me on a few of those uh, pre trope tropes, I guess. But yeah. like, it it makes sense, man. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, what you're doing? All right. What you doing? All right. That's it. That's Black Christmas in an hour and a half nutshell, give or take. We nailed that one. Not too bad at all. In the bank. All right. So, yeah, that's it. That is uh, Black Christmas. I enjoyed this movie a lot. I'm definitely going to add it to my yearly repertoire of Mm -hmm. uh, Christmas movies that I watch. I can't wait to go from watching The Santa Claus to Black Christmas. Um. Yeah, but,
0: that's pretty much what yeah, I did. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: um, so before we get out of here, um, we need to know what Justin's movie is because he would not tell me before recording. So really? I am waiting with bated breath as well as all seven people that are listening. Tell yes. us. I'm excited <laughs> what is your because,
0: pick? yeah, usually we uh, sit together at lunch and stuff and you bait it out of me. But I was able to keep it a secret until right now when I announce Night of the Living Dead.
1: Woo-hoo! four? Mm-hmm. Is that what year it came out?
0: I don't oh, remember, that was off but the top, it's too. the original Night of the Living Dead. Brandon teased zombie movies a long time ago and then did something completely not zombie movies.
1: Oh, uh, Sorry, 1968. <laughs> I was way off. Fuck you, yeah. dude. I was like 14 years off. God, I'm the worst. I thought it was <laughs> earlier than that. Um... Yeah no okay. I def, like I wanted, I wanted to do a zombie movie, but like every time I would start to think of something, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, we got to do that." Or someone would be like, "You should do this." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right, I should."
0: Yeah. I'm not a huge zombie dis- movie fan, but I watched this for the first time earlier this year and really enjoyed it. and it's one of the I want to start ticking off boxes of genres, franchises we haven't done yet. We've been doing that a lot lately, which I love. So I want to keep on right. with Night of the Living Dead.
1: So with the different genres um let's see. So there's different horror g- subgenres, right? Right. So um so there's slasher goodness. which we've done of
0: course, ghost stories which we've done a couple times already. I think we've even done aliens um, at some point already too.
1: Well, yeah, we did aliens. So
0: yeah, we did alien. Derp.
1: Yeah, we yeah we did. So you have gothic horror, paranormal horror, non supernatural horror. Yep, we have body horror. Um, which, which is saw technically, I guess. Yeah. From, well, it says. It illustrates in vivid details graphic violations of mu- uh, uh, graphic violations or mutations of the human body. So mm, that so could like be zombies, man, huh? Franken- Frankenstein. Uh, you have splatterpunk. Uh, you have erotic horror. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, so that was just one list. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of different ones. You got zombies, you got ghosts slashers um what else you got there you um you got foreign yeah and by foreign i'm you, i mean you could do like i know that uh japanese uh there's some uh, J- uh japanese horror ones like obviously the ring and different ones like that oh we have comedy horror you have survival horror you have Lovecraftian horror psychological dark fantasy like there's a lot of different things that we could definitely check off the list here.
0: Yeah, and I um, want to start, you know, not necessarily getting them all, you know, with a, you know, purpose and a mission or anything, but there are things that we haven't touched on yet, and zombies is a big one that we haven't. So I'm excited to finally do mm-hmm. it.
1: Yep. That yeah. That'll be a that'll be a, a good one to start with, because yep. it's like not only are you starting. You know, with the first, like, it's one of the, like, it's, that's, that's a big one.
0: Yeah. it's essentially Um, the first American zombie movie there is before there were even such a thing as zombies because they were called ghouls instead of zombies.
1: Ooh, ghouls. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, until then, um, you can find us on Facebook at pod and gore podcast. Um, you can find us on there. You can find us in our Facebook group, um, feel free to join. We'll accept you as long as we know you're a real person. Yeah. So make sure that if you, if you want to be there, we'd love to have you. We'd love to talk horror. If you want to get together and talk about, you know, your thoughts on uh, black Christmas, um, join the group. Just make sure that you let us know you're a person. Answer the questions. They're super easy. It yeah. takes five seconds. Um, if you don't, if you don't answer them, I, you don't get in. um, it's a, I'd rather quality over quantity. Like, I'm not trying to have the biggest group on Facebook. I just want people that want to talk. Yeah, so not spam us
0: with ads and try and sell stuff. And
1: Yep, live videos of, you know, Cardi B giving away money on, like, some live video 17 yeah. times a day. Um, you can find us on there. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod. We are on the Slasher app at pod and gore podcast. No spaces, underscores only um you can email us at uh pod and hit us up love to talk um we'd love to hear your recommendations thoughts comments mm-hmm. concerns all that fun stuff um cool. yeah so that's all i got what about you justin anything you want to add
0: uh, thanks for listening to the show we appreciate it if it's your first time and appreciate it even more if it's not your first time so there you go
1: Yep, yeah, we It's true. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. Um, Yeah, it means a lot to us. Uh, We hope that you guys have a very safe and happy holiday. Um, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever it is you choose to celebrate. Um, I hope hope it's the best of times, and we will catch you after the new year with Night of the Living Dead. But until then, I've been your host, Brandon.
0: And I've been Justin.
1: And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.